Welcome to Trust Matters, the podcast, where Charles H. Green, CEO of Trusted Advisor Associates and co-author of the best-selling book, The Trusted Advisor, answers your questions and offers wisdom on how to build stronger relationships with clients and colleagues. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Trust Matters, the podcast. I'm Charlie Green, here with Jason Gluskin, keeper of the mailbag. Jason, what do we got today? Hey, Charlie. Today we're hearing from Francine, who writes in to say, I feel like I've got a question that crosses the murky boundaries between trust and ethics. I'm not sure if this is the right forum, but I definitely need some help. I'm in my late 20s, and I work as a customer success manager for a large B2B SaaS company. I've actually worked my entire career in customer support at tech companies, and I've been at this role for about five months so far. So I really like our products. That's not the issue, but the problem is how we help our customers that have problems. The more I see, the more an ick factor comes to the surface. There's the usual tension between sales and post-sales support, but there's actually a bigger issue here. I'm finding that we built into the process a lot of subtle ways to actually discourage customers from reporting issues, from initiating customer requests, and from solving problems because it can take up a lot of engineering time. I just don't think we invest enough in customer support, and the general attitude is almost anti-customer. Reducing customer contacts and support call time via self-servant automation is the pillar of the product strategy for operational savings. So I hear the old line often that if it weren't for some pain-in-the-butt customers, this would be a great job. I brought the issue up with my supervisor and his boss, but I'm not getting much traction. As a matter of fact, I've even gotten some raised eyebrows and occasionally a sense of disapproval. This seems to be embedded in the company culture. I know I can always quit, but this is actually a good-paying, stable gig. I like the people, I like the product, and I don't want to have a job-hopping resume. I just don't feel great about what I'm doing. What's your advice for this situation? Francine, if it's any comfort, not everyone feels the way you do, but a substantial minority of people absolutely do. Okay, maybe that's not a lot of comfort. I get it. Big picture, this is one manifestation of a broader issue that faces all of us. How do you find a balance between your own beliefs and values and those of these social groups you're a part of? Some of us feel that tension more than others. At one extreme, some of us put a lot more emphasis on feeling a sense of inclusion, of group belonging, and some of us feel much more strongly the need to push against group norms to advocate some strongly held beliefs. And some of us, like you, are caught somewhere in the middle. That's not a judgment, that's just an observation. And it's harder when your social group is your work group, which is true for many of us. It means your economic livelihood is tied up in your sense of social well-being. As Google's Project Aristotle pointed out, particularly in intense tech environments, the essence of high-performing teams is to have that sense of belonging and emotional safety among the participants. I'm sure you can relate. So let's assume you're not going to change who you are, which means if you take that seriously, one option is not get over it, get with the program. You need a solution that respects who you are, but allows you to navigate the world you find yourself in. And you're right, the other extreme, go find a place more in sync with your values, has always got to be an option. Keep thinking about it. If you don't, you'll just be stuffing down your conflicted feelings. Plus, thinking about options makes it much easier if you uh, easier to leave if you ever decide to do so, not to mention it keeps you informed about what's going on in the broader world. Meanwhile, there is one other thing you can do, and this is where the trust work comes into play. You can get better at having honest discussions with your coworkers by creating more trust between you and them. How to do that? Well, three shorthand answers. Tell more truth, take more risks, and be more collaborative. Let's talk about telling more truth. Be honest about how you feel. Use our name it and claim it technique as a tool for saying difficult things in a socially acceptable way. 
For example, at the risk of sounding like I'm a doubting Thomas or a nervous Nelly, aren't there some customer unfriendly components of that policy? As to taking more risks, ask more people how they feel about the concerns that you see. Even a little more risky, ask them how they feel about the fact that you feel concerned about these ideas. Make sure you're coming from a place of curiosity, not, not just market research. If you're going to ask people their opinions, be prepared to respect them. And finally, be more collaborative. If you're going to bring up criticisms, try to have some constructive solutions at hand as well. And the more clear the value of those solutions, the better. Look for ways that being more customer-centric can clearly benefit your employer as well. Now, if you start to get resistance from management, don't respond by feeling threatened and fighting back. Instead, use that as an opportunity to engage and to state the issue in a constructive way. You might say something like, thanks for raising your concerns. I'm trying to, fight a, uh, trying to find a way to articulate some concerns myself while staying fully and respectfully within the system. I know you're not trying to shut me down. So help me please to find some ways to properly and respectfully discuss these issues in ways that are seen as constructive. That's certainly what I'm trying to do here. Now, as you know, these are far from silver bullet solutions. There are no silver bullets, let's be clear. But these little techniques do make a difference if you practice them in good faith and with good intentions. You're not looking to be an internal saboteur. You're looking to make the best situation for all concerned. And if none of these work, well, your case for looking elsewhere just got a whole lot easier. You've been listening to the Trust Matters Podcast with Charles H. Green. Send us your questions about trust, relationships, and business at podcast at trustedadvisor.com. And visit trustedadvisor.com for tons of free articles, videos, and more.